Welcome, everyone, to the 30th edition of Cult Following, a podcast brought to you by the fine folks who bring you Cult Classics AZ every month in Tempe, Arizona. Find out more about our exciting film events by checking out cultclassicsaz.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at cultclassicsaz. I'm one of your three hosts for this journey in the cinema Armageddon. My name is Victor Marino, along with Kirby Nelson and Adam Rutkowski. Meow! And Cult Following is going to take you on a wild journey through the wilds of mondo, eclectic, offbeat, and world cinema, as seen through the eyes of three diehard cinephiles. You can also join us, if you like live film events in Arizona, at Goonies. Tickets on sale now at Goonies30th.bpt.me, and uh, already over 75 gone. And we'll have tickets for Mortal Kombat at Jump Cut on sale soon. You can find tickets for Goonies at Zia Records as well. And subscribe to us here on Cult Following on iTunes. Leave us a review. Help us get the word out. Tell your friends. It's a good thing to do while you're driving or at work. What? Listening to podcasts. This is true. Oh, I thought you were like, you know, buy your tickets while you're driving or when you're at work. No, that would exp- that would lead lead people to a swift death. But we we want them to buy tickets, not die. Not die. So Kirby, that's what happened. To that girl hit you, didn't it? Wasn't she buying tickets to the next cult classics? I know, but instead she died. You know, because no, I mean that girl really hit you that time. Yeah, and she really died. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, all right. Victor's I don't in know, rare man. Form tonight. Victor is Cuban, man. He might have pulled something. It was a whole dead zone thing. As soon as, as, soon as she came up to me after, I was like, no, 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 no. Kirby shaking his head. Thinner. I curse you, thinner white man from town. That was it, the white man from town. I almost forgot that. I picked up a Stephen King box set. I actually have never owned either Needful Things or the Dark Half. Mm. They got on Halloween for like at Best Buy for like ten bucks. Does anyone need to own the Dark Half? Well, they put it on Blu-ray yeah. special edition recently, so I'll let you know after I watch it. because yeah. I don't really remember I'm it just, that well. I'm just not a big Timothy Hutton fan. I think the that only was two, probably a poor choice. The only that. the only two movies I can name with him in them Ooh, are Turk One Eighty Two. Yeah, Turk One Eighty Two and the Dark Half. That's it. I can't name think of any other movie. That's he's all in. you need to know. Yeah, that encapsulates his career, his acting style. Turk One Eighty Two was on HBO constantly. Oh, they when pushed, I was a child. The they pushed that movie a yeah. lot. That's the only reason I remember it. And it was always annoying. Adam's actually showing in the mouth of madness, and uh, and Turk One Eighty Two and May Turk One Eighty Two. <laughs> if no. you're lucky, but no, what I was gonna say was that you sh- is uh, Sam Neill should have been in Dark Half. After his performance in, uh, even though it was before his performance in Mouth of Madness, the good double feature of the Sam Neill would be to show possession. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. about to say, if you're going to go for the schizo Sam Neill thing, you got to go possession. You know, between, well, not, yeah, yeah, between that and and in the Mouth of Madness, I do like possession better, but it's just because of my uh, Isabella Johnny fixation from my teen years. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Yes. See. See. So, uh, 
what are some recent viewings or pickups you've had of late, Kirby? Not much. This I bought so much stuff. It's gonna sit there in the to watch pile, um, probably fossilize pretty soon because I I I own thousands of movies at this point physically, and I I have bigger to watch piles than I have completed. Um, so it's it's really hard. I I am trying to catch up on stuff. It's the eternal struggle, but um, I right now just between work, bands, and everything else, I've been completely busy. Uh, for an old favorite, I actually just watched um, for the first time in a long, long, long time was Mad Monster Party. I was just oh, in, wow. I was in a Rankin Bass mood, and it's always enjoyable. So that's a fun one. And then for a uh, in theater screening, I went to see um, Bridge of Spies. Oh, which was uh, I do enjoy political films, and um, uh, you know it's one of those ones where. I can't really think of the last Steven Spielberg film I liked, but this one was really well done. Tom Hanks gave a great performance. A lot of supporting cast. It's really enjoyable. And um, with current issues, it's just one of those films that just feels like it, it hit a little extra hard. But uh, well done. Fun film. Nothing I would have put if I had seen it. and It wouldn't have made my top ten list or anything like that. But um, definitely worth seeing. And then... Uh, Really, that's about it. I'm trying to start watching some more shows, especially to keep up with you guys. I just what, I was, got... what was Bridge of Lies? That was uh, Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Spies I mean, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was at the Spielberg. Was that Spielberg? Spielberg. Spielberg. Hanks. It's um that continuing marriage. Yes, the continuing marriage uh, because everyone. It's not official yet because yeah. everyone wants to own the four disc Terminal Special Edition. <laughs> um, they had uh no, it's just, I mean it's it's a it's one of those ones where I just. I don't know, for me, Spielberg is just one of those people, like, I I really look back on a lot of his films, and I'm not going to count, like, collaborations like Indiana Jones to me, but a lot of the other ones, I mean, Market, for me, he's made some great movies, but a lot of them, I'm just, you know, his, his well, output... he's very prolific. Yeah, his post... It's not uh, like, you, you know, he's not a Quentin Tarantino, he's a guy who can do, like, three movies a year. But he doesn't really. He, it he feels really, like it. It feels like he it. does at least a movie a year. I don't even know how long. It's been. And there's no buildup. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like Steven Spielberg movie out in the theaters right yeah. now. What? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I maybe I'm just not paying attention, or I don't feel like any of his films are like Spielberg films. No. I guess that's maybe the better way. To no, put I it. mean it's like uh, you, you think about a lot of his movies in the last few years, and most of them are like. You know, all the movies he does with like Tom Hanks, you know, uh, and then there's stuff like Munich or um, like Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, I kind of forget about him. I still think of him as. Yeah, I think part of it has to do with that he's getting he's he's changing as a filmmaker as he's getting older, and he produces a lot of movies. You know, a lot of times people think. Movies he produced, he directed like oh, Super sure. 8. No, that's the same thing as Michael yeah. Bay. People yeah. get confused which ones he directed. Oh yeah, like the Ninja produces. Turtle movies. Right. Yeah. But is is um is he is Spielberg still part of like DreamWorks and stuff? Or he has has Yeah, he, I think is that he still is. SKG? Yeah, it was still the DreamWorks SKG when I saw Bridge of Spies. Okay. I actually remember it because that's what I thought. I was like, man, are they still really doing that? No, because I saw Kung Fu Panda, and that's also a DreamWorks. Uh, it had a custom DreamWorks logo and everything. Yeah, I kind of a little bit on. Um, 
it was interesting because it was the uh in bridge of spies it had no music at least mm-hmm. now it might have been a theatrical exhibition air but i'm pretty sure it didn't because it kicked right in at the right po- mo- po- uh, moment mm-hmm. but yeah i had to look it up on imdb because i'm like maybe i'm wrong but yeah i kind of forgot lincoln but before that he had done war horse uh, yeah which was also adventures at tin tin but before that he he had only done indiana jones and crystal skull in munich and war of the worlds you know he it's definitely he has these points where it's like it looks like it's like two years then mm-hmm. three years and then some it's only one but uh coming up is the bfg uh potentially indiana jones five yeah montezuma it's what i do and ready player one apparently on imdb this is yeah. what's reading as his future oh, yeah, that's right and uh, Ready Player One is the last entry for 2018. Well, it's because so he's we'll going to die in 2019. Wow. Because he crashed Jeez. into Victor's car. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. If you look at the IMDb of a living person and their future projects and, you know, it's it's the Hollywood lottery. Logan's run in real life. Well, the and I, I I think about that with Ridley Scott because isn't he like eighty eight or something? Yeah, but yet he's making and he's sequels like he's just everything. punching out like just all these movies, um, probably the ones that he's wanted to make for years, but just kind of put on the back burner. The movies and, he shouldn't make, like and, the Blade Runner sequel, and probably realizes that he doesn't have much time. Well, I looked or at, energy to you know put these movies together. Oh, so I'm so sorry, man. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm just looking at this and going, you know, I realized it really was. It was Saving Private Ryan. That's where it ended for me. Uh, that was 1998, so almost 10 years. Well, that years. was the start of the uh, movies where we have to rescue Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Because, yeah. yeah, I don't care about almost any of these yeah. other movies. So. Rescue yep. me from Mars, Matt Damon. Rescue me from my interstellar travel, Matt Damon. Potatoes. <laughs> I just spoiled a couple movies there. Oops. No, I'm just kidding. Nah, I don't think it matters. I do remember seeing the trailer from The Marsh. I'm like, didn't I just see this in Interstellar? And yeah. I was like, literally. This is it's the same cast. Yeah. It's the same cast. It's kind of funny. Not enough Matthew McConaughey, uh, though. Uh, you know, time's flat circle right there, you know. Uh, I was but, yeah. an engineer, and uh, now my son's going to be a farmer. All right, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna let it go here, guys. I really actually don't have anything else. So if Adam, if you want to take it, please do so. So y'all's familiar with YouTube Red? Uh, yes, it's a thing that my uh, cell phone keeps asking me to buy whenever I try to watch YouTube app on my phone. So basically, it's just Netflix on YouTube. Explain. So they have their exclusive premium uh shows and movies oh and like laser team so they have laser team they have a PewDiePie, uh yeah. show they have like a lot of different stuff that it's doesn't it, to me the lineup doesn't seem like it's targeting our audience no. they're going for the younger thing uh i watched laser team yeah which is one of their originals terrible awful yeah just well, it's from the people who do that red versus blue show. That's on oh, Rooster Ray. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are hilarious? Like I think I don't like the red versus blue, but I saw a panel when I went to Pack South last year about this time, and they were great. But it's like I um I think that they fell into because they're like a company now, like a corporation. They got bought out. Yeah, they're just becoming like super trite, fast. 
Yeah, no, it's, it was, it just wasn't good. I could see where they would be funny as like a troop or whatever if they were doing something, but um, just so the, it the just seemed like good. a skit or it seemed too long uh, and a little one note and predictable. What is it? Sketch or situation? No, it's, a, it's a movie. It's about. Oh, it's a movie. I thought yeah. it was like a show. Uh, yeah, it's it's a movie about um, an alien spacesuit that is to protect the Earth, but isn't going to arrive for fifty years since the cra- I think the crash at Roswell, something like that. I, I watched this like maybe three or four weeks ago, so some of the details are a little. Now that you started bad. talking about the plot, I remember you mentioning it last time. So the 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 suit lands on Earth. It's found. Well, what did they do? They accidentally are shooting off. They're, they're shooting off fireworks. It accidentally hits the this spacecraft that like brings an other movie I've watched before, like years ago. Brings a suit, and they open up. You know, the the UFO opens up, and it's supposed to go to this man that they've been grooming for decades to wear the suit and protect the Earth, and wear the you know wear the suit. And so it's and, like the greatest American hero. Yes. Okay. But what happens is these these five friends. These five guys might be four. Um. The suit kind of just jumps out and goes on each individual part by part. So one guy got the legs, one guy got the arm, one guy got the shield, and one guy got the helmet. So they're Voltron. Essentially, but they never assemble, but they have to work as a team because each of them have different strengths. Gotcha. Alrighty. And then, really, there's not a lot of hilarity that ensues, but interesting idea, just not... Not executed. Star Kid. Oh God, that old movie. Oh my God, yeah. seven. Yeah, that's that's this. It sounds just like that. Uh, let's see. I did see Don Verdine. Oh, okay. Does that ring a bell? That's the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the new movie from um the guy who did a uh, Gentleman Broncos and Napoleon Dynamite. Correct. Yeah. Um, when I I watched it and I was like, well, this was just kind of it was just kind of there. Oh wait. Is this the one about he goes to the Holy Land yes. and does the whole... Yeah. yeah, I saw the trailer. I remember it now vaguely. Uh, the movie's just kind of there. And I was like, I don't, you know, this just wasn't very satisfying. But then I went back and I watched Napoleon Dynamite after not seeing it for a long time. And it's I'm like, funny. Wait a second. I, I, I recently watched Napoleon Dynamite Napoleon again. Dynamite is just kind of there. It's Napoleon not- Dynamite is just a bunch of little skits. Right. Gentleman Broncos is like more like a movie, but it doesn't seem it, it's also skits. But the reason it works is because the skits are flashbacks into the story, right? With Sam Rockwell, right? Yeah, so I mean, Don Verdine is more like Napoleon Dynamite as far as beat, beat for beat. Uh, but I don't count there is. Libre. There is uh, something missing from it. I th- I it's think it just it plays out too straight. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing like really super interesting happening, and it's too bad because I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah, mm. but um, well, this is like him going to full on, the director going full on what because it has Sam Rockwell and Jermaine Clement, right? Right. It's just like yeah. I know what works now for my so I'm just gonna greatest yeah. hits. Yeah. And Jermaine was probably the best thing about it, but he just kind of seemed like he was slumming it. Yeah. See, I just the saw the part. trailer when you started talking about it. I remembered it. And I just it just really was like one of those films where I watched the trailer. I was like, ah, it looks... Uh, I think I saw everything yeah, you did. I needed to pretty, see pretty personally. Much. Yep. 
then over the last few weeks, Anne and I were saying, well, we need to. We feel like we need to catch up on some of the movies that have been coming out in February. So first thing we saw was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Anyone? Anyone? No. I really liked it. Uh, it was a nice marriage between Jane Austen and zombie genre. Uh-huh. It wasn't like a... Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. It wasn't like that, where it was so over the top and just kind of really left field and um, ninja moves and... or you know, I was also comparing it to like Hansel and Gretel. Oh, which I um, And it's not like that, but that's kind of what I was expecting. Um, or even like the latest resurgence with... You know the Frankenstein stuff and the Beyond Dracula or whatever Untold or whatever Dracula Beyond or something. Um, what I, I know, liked untold. what That's I liked okay. about this is it kept all the the stuff with Jane Austen, but it just happened to have zombies. So they they set up like this whole world, kind of reminded me of that Freaks of Nature that I saw too, but in a, in a separate way. So it it felt like the book. But just uh-huh. with zombies introduced, and I never read the books, the the zombie zombified Jane Austen stuff that they've been doing for the last few years. Um, it's PG thirteen, so they get away with as much as they possibly can. But there's a lot of scenes where the juxtaposition of them playing a scene in the Jane Austen prose, but then all this crazy stuff is happening, but they're relating it. To the crazy stuff that's happening within the prose. Ah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So the juxtaposition of that is funny. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen, you know, any kind of Jane Austen or. Yeah, I think it might be a dollar store or dollar theater watch for me. Oh yeah, no. I'm just don't... not very. I just I heard so many bad reviews that for me. But the one thing I have heard that you the way you put I, it, I do feel like this is kind of this would have been like a holiday or summer movie at one point, but. It seems like it got dumped here is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. The one thing I was going to say, though, is that yeah, people always say, though, the few people, whether they liked it or not, they did say it was played more straight yes. than like a lot of the similar films that you mentioned. Right. Which, by the way, not to divert or to uh, cakewalk too much, but I did think after we did that panel at Tucson Con that I didn't even say like my ultimate, uh, I realized my ultimate uh, guilty pleasure movie is Van Helsing. Sorry, it took a lot to be able to say that. It's the worst. Like a lot of people like that. It movie. is the worst movie ever, but it's it's amazingly. I bad. keep I keep hearing that so many people like that movie. It's so bad, but yeah. it's so good. Like it's just, I own several copies of it, and it's just it's terrible. It's I've just, seen it like twice. I think that was enough to convince me I didn't really need to see it again. Yeah, it's really trying to be like. It's when superhero movies are becoming popular. I think this is the first time that Universal's like, oh, what if we reimagine our monsters as like superhero characters? And there's so many things they got wrong there that kind of irritate me that I just really... Oh, no, I'm not at all trying to defend it. Yeah. I just realized it's one of those ones I've rewatched so many times. And it's... it's. I remember seeing it theatrically. And at that time, this was... Was that 12 years ago? It was the highest price I ever paid to see a movie. It was like $10 in the theater. Yeah. It wasn't 3D or anything. I just saw it in San Francisco, so it was 10 bucks. And I was like, ah, oh, that sucks, because back then it was like 6 bucks to see a movie at the most. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is really expensive. And I was like, that was so bad. 
And then I'd start seeing on TV or something. It's like, it's it's atrocious, but sorry, I didn't mean to. But um, I do think about that, too. Like, the way mm-hmm. you were talking about how it was played straight was is that these kind of, you know, kind of going back now, they're saying, well, maybe if we do another Universal Monsters reboot, we're going to play it more straight. And it's kind of like, well, the Wolfman played it pretty straight, like, to me. Like, and I don't think it was as successful not it's you know i feel like the wolfman was probably the victim of a lot of studio meddling true i mean joe johnston is a really competent director like um the jurassic park world the jurassic park movie he did i think part two yeah part two three three yeah no yeah part three not the stupid uh one where they the leave lost I, world. yeah no part three i think is the best one out of all of them you wow. know that's that's bold I, I well besides part one. Oh, okay yeah. well yeah i mean i don't know but um i think i i don't think captain america the first avenger ended the way it should have clearly but i mean you can't take the rocketeer away from him i love the rocketeer yeah. too another film that i have a love for sorry to hijack adam that's okay any other high quality features you caught i don't like van helsing I don't, I don't blame almost, you. I almost walked out of the theater on that one. It's awful. That's uh, a terrible worst, ending. Worst CGI. It is. It, the it CGI Dracula CGI. Bride slash Harpies. Okay. Uh, and then we saw Deadpool on uh, Valentine's Day. I really liked it. I'm you know I mean really this this one isn't kind of like a it's not really a spoiler movie because it's just Deadpool doing his thing and it's more of the joy of watching uh, Deadpool actually being realized in the in the proper way. It's definitely not for kids. I had one guy to the left of me uh, who was texting, and I had to tell him, "Come on, man!" So he actually got up and, and you know went to the back of the theater or whatever. And then to Anne's right, I think we won the award for uh, the youngest um, patrons in the theater. Wow! We had a at the very most one year old girl uh, with mom and dad. And then to the right of them, not any more than, I'd say between maybe five years old and eight years old, two boys. And I was sitting there watching the movie the whole time going, oh my gosh. Because, I mean, it's got full nudity from women and men, uh, swearing, sexual jokes, sex, I mean, everything, and, you know, a bag of chips thrown in. Uh and just interesting to hear, like, this one-year-old girl, like, making comments at the theater, like, where's Spider-Man? What's wrong with his face? Why does he look... Is that a big owie? <sighs> oh, yeah. Well, kids being brought to movie theaters is amazingly growing. I, I'm astounded by some of the brutal movies I've seen, like Hostel and The Hills Have Eyes in theaters, and there's a four-year-old next to me. I remember going to see Drag Me to Hell and there being kids there in strollers. That was PG thirteen at least. I'm just saying, it's still it's, hardcore. To me, it's just it's just fucking lazy. Like, parents are lazy now. Are you... It <laughs> it's just it, it it comes to the whole thing where like you go to a movie and there is somebody with a baby who's texting the whole movie. Well, there's that too. I no no this like the combo like the parent. Who mm-hmm. brings their kid and is texting the whole movie? Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Or shining the light to calm the kid down. It's just like leave or let him play Flappy Bird or whatever the hell game is. I don't even know anymore because I don't know 
tower flash games that well. So either either you got to go in the way of like Alamo Draft House where it's just zero tolerance, or you got to go in the way and like do the baby cry rooms again. Well, or you go, you know, you hope you go at like the ten o'clock show on a Thursday night, and you figure, well, no one's gonna be here, maybe mm-hmm. a few people, but nobody. And I just realized, by the way, so I'm very sorry for the first whatever it was twenty minutes of this that I just realized my mic was pretty much completely tilted. So I do apologize for that. Um, but the uh, I, I haven't seen Deadpool yet. Victor hasn't either. We'll probably see it next time and debrief a bit more. But I actually think that's a great side topic. Quick, is just the horrible influx of of, and it's not it's not against children. It's not against anything. Any distraction in a movie theater, whether it's talking, cell phones, mm-hmm. whatever. People who think they're fucking MST3K. I don't care whether they're, and that's the worst part. I don't care if it's the nerdiest type or like a frat bro. It's well, all annoying because there's very few films where it actually is going to work. It's like if you laugh, you laugh. That's yeah. okay. But if you're going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm for, oh, I have the best YouTube comments too. It's like, yeah. Do you get the fuck out of here? Like, nobody wants to hear any of that. That's kind of one of the reasons I like, um, you know, the rise of like luxury theaters and like, even like stuff like whole classics is because price becomes a bar to assholes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're gonna pay for like a premium price for an experience, right. you're not you're gonna go less out of your way to fuck it up for somebody else. Right, and I think that's one of the. Um, I mean, it's it's good for AMC to get people to come in at the at the center point eleven, but the thing is, they they lower their prices. It's five bucks per seat. Yeah, it doesn't matter what time of the day it is or what movie you're gonna go see. That yeah. is true. I 3D do love or the center point. And then you get the, you know you get the recliners and um, the luxury recliners. Then there's the uh, Esplanade, which has the fork and spoon, and that's strictly no one under eighteen allowed. Yeah, we did that for um, Kung Fu Panda Three. I mean, there were kid there. No, 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 because there were kids there. But, it depends. It's not all the yeah. theaters. It's just the fork and spoon yeah. experience. I no, there's for... been some like I think when I saw, when we saw Iron Man three, there weren't any kids there, and that was really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, if I go to kids movies and I like them, and I was here going to be kids there, and they're going to be kids. I was probably the same way when I was a kid. I just don't. It's not even a dis- the discussion about what kids should or shouldn't be watching. You're the parent. Make that choice. If you think your kid can deal with it, deal with it. I mean. Mm-hmm. But do not the the movies are not a babysitting service, um, you know. Do not come to a movie, especially one that's geared towards adults. I mean, the best thing I saw. I mean, out all this huge Deadpool advertising and Ryan Reynolds and all them patting themselves on the back for everything they do, which has gotten pretty superfluous. The one thing I did love was the whole, you know, typical white soccer mom bullshit going. I uh, can you make it PG thirteen? Oh you know, yeah, and yeah. Him going, you can go fuck yourself because. I mean, and that's the way it should be. And it, it's not to be overly gratuitous. I mean, obviously, that's what this film is based on. And I'm not trying to be. I think I'm just kind of in a mood and a point, not just on this topic, but in general with a lot of things that I feel like everything, like custom trim my experience for, for me. And it's like, I don't like that. I don't want that level of artistic compromise. Right. And I, the only thing I will say without having even seen the movie, just for what they accomplish. They do deserve to pat themselves mm-hmm. on the back because uh, instead of trying to make a dark superhero movie, make a superhero mo- movie for adults because mm-hmm. 
that's what I'm waiting for. It's like I've, I'm waiting for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles forever. It's never going to happen. No, it's right. not going to happen. Not just because Nickelodeon owns it, but even back in the day, it's done. It's never going to occur. But in some alternate universe, I'm, I'll always be waiting for that movie. That's just one of my dreams, to be as dark and as brutal and beautiful as the original well, comics. Well, and you have, you know, and it, it, well, Deadpool, I mean, because he has, he's so, you know, light and jumpy and whatever, but he has, you know, he's the merc with the mouth. Then you have examples like Dread, the one with Carl Urban, which is a brilliant movie. I love that movie Excellent so film. much. Yeah. But didn't do well because it didn't really find its its true audience or a broad audience. But they did it incredibly well. Then you have, um, oh, what was the other one that was just in my head? Uh, like Punisher Warzone, which is a good movie as well, but so over the top and brutal, it didn't find like its audience. Now you have Deadpool, which is more... Of course, it's going to appeal to like you know eight year olds, ten year olds, you know the younger audience because he's kind of dancing around and doing like all the funny violent stuff. You yeah, know? I mean for me, I'd be like, oh, I gotta see this movie. Well, he's an icon too now. I mean, what do you go to uh, Comic Con? What are you gonna see? Harlequin and Deadpool. Once Suicide Squad comes out, it's all over. Oh yeah, for that end of things, yeah. like it is. It is what it is. So the, you know, there was there's a, a recent article by James Gunn. Who I, yeah, I was just a, about to mention that. Yeah, yeah, who made a really good point about the dangers of the popularity of the Deadpool movie, how well it did, that potentially now we're going to see all these bad examples of trying to, you know, um, put lightning back in a bottle. Well, it's because studios only follow the examples that other studios do for the most part. It's right. very rare that you'll see somebody take a chance on something. I mean, right. I still remember... When they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, how everyone and their mom lost their shit. Like, this guy can't be the Joker, da-da-da-da-da. You know, and he came out as this dark, you know, evil... And, and kudos to Heath Ledger, because he created a very memorable on-screen character. But then after that, every superhero was, like, dark and brooding. You know, and based in realism, just like the Dark Knight films. And, like, it looks like Batman versus Superman... Is taking that to like the nth degree where like the trailer, every single trailer I've seen is like totally joyless. But then there's like mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like, oh, we're going to do this more obscure superhero team and like do the whole like 70s soundtrack to it and mm -hmm. make that like, you know, we're going to take a risk on this. And now suddenly, you know, I, I'm watching a trailer for the Suicide Squad, which is totally like a B superhero team, except for like. Let's put Harley Quinn and Joker in there, right? And the trailer is all like um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Right. You know, it doesn't take a, a rocket science to figure out Suicide Squad got made because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, sure, yeah. You know. And it's what it's doing is they're supporting the trend and not the artist. Yeah. I And, and even like when uh, the, the trailers for Star Trek Beyond also felt like the Suicide Squad one. Yeah. And here they're bringing back sabotage by the beastie boys yes which exactly. was in the first film like why aren't you just like kind of carving your own niche i thought that was really funny I'm, I'm i'm glad you brought that up like yeah when it sabotage was in the first star trek movie it was right. kind of like in a scene to kind of grounded in reality so yeah. it's sort of following like the dark knight thing and this it's like you know ah you know we're having a crazy mission kind of thing and mm -hmm. it's like do i really want that from a star trek movie right you know, I mean, I it, to me, it, it's it's worrisome because I hate 
Star Trek into darkness so much. If if anything, that's like the trend of like, oh my god, this is a terrible, terrible sequel that's playing to nostalgia in such a bad way and wasting a good cast. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think, is like Star Trek Beyond going the same way? I don't know. Right. Well, I know that the cast was really upset with the with the trailer that it didn't really show the proper um, aspects of what the movie is actually about. Yeah, they basically just made um, a, 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 a visual action smorgasbord. Yeah, I just—I mean, with the whole Star Trek, which I love Star Trek more than Star Wars, more than a, a lot of other franchises and stuff. Like, I mean, obviously, Next Gen being my top pick for that era. But I mean, my whole thing was like, I really wanted to love both the first and second movie, and I just didn't at all. I—the biggest thing I can say if someone's go, well, "What did you think about?" It? I go, "Not memorable." Great cast. I'm not denying that at all. Just not memorable. And and the thing about it is most of the Star Trek films, original series to now, are not all memorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, without a doubt. But I because like I loved uh, First Contact, but then I think on Insurrection it started going downhill. And then Nemesis to me was just like well, what? to me it's like Star Trek in a dark. There was no reason to make that movie. Like the compelling plot of the, the plot of that movie is really like. 9-11 in space you well, know? Everything's but but it's it's just it's really stupid and then like you know you know the whole thing with uh benedict cumberpatch's character and <laughs> cumberpatch. cumberpatch cumberpatch kid yeah pretty much cumberbatch he it's a weird name but uh you know con didn't work in that story you know it just didn't uh, on so many levels it's just like Ah, but like at at least to me, to me the first Star Trek movie, which I did end up liking, but I don't really feel a need to like kind of rewatch it. It's just like one of those things where it's like X Men Three: The Last Stand, where I wish the trailer was the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the trailer for like the first Star Trek movie is like epic. It has great music and it promises this really good movie that just doesn't really exist in the final product. X Men Three: The Last Stand, the final trailer for that, exactly the same thing. It's that like, was actually a great trailer. Yeah, it's like God, I want to watch this movie. And like this isn't the movie this was promising me. Well, I, I really liked the the reboot of Star Trek. I what I kind of keep in my brain in as far as like looking into the future. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, that's as exactly opposed to like I'm the saying. original series, you know, Next Generation. Uh, I mean, you can you know you can throw Voyager. I mean, the you know TV series, uh, those will last. Those will mm. always be around, and people will always be watching them. And, to me, and like one rediscovering of the mo- yeah. them, but I don't think the the reboot uh, film series is gonna. I just wish they had gone more in a direction of that. Like, first contact is kind of carried into Enterprise the series, um, and mm. then I always wish what they had done is the later seasons of Deep Space Nine. That's what kind of direction. I Those hoped. were amazing. I wish they had hoped they had so gone good. that with like the Gem Hadar and mm. stuff, and all like the I mean the deeply tragic nature of it. And and the thing is, and that's the hard part is, it's kind of like you were just talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like it's a lighthearted film, and that's what needed to be because they just gotten to mm. post Heath Ledger world, and um you know and I I want something different, but then at the same time I go you can still have, and I do think. Out of all the pop culture temples of the last 15, 20 years for me is is that I do think the the Lord of the Rings trilogy has the just the right amount of humor 
and lighthearted elements while also having like a really huge story and mm. a lot of like I mean heartbreaking cry crying moments like it, and it's but it's and then exhilarating stuff whereas I feel like you know and then the Hobbit of course completely destroyed any hopes of that coming back but it's it's I just feel like now that's the best way to put it. I mean the studios have always chased other studios mm-hmm. and everybody's gonna come up with something something different but I I feel like you know, it's funny, of course, the one thing I really felt about, some people say this about Man of Steel, but the one thing I truly felt with Batman versus Superman trailer was I was like, man, this is looking super 300. Like, you know, I got I got to correct it's, you. It, that's it's, color grading. That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Color no, 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 no. no. Yeah. I just mean, no, I meant even just the, because I don't feel that way about every film he's, he's done, Zack Snyder. Like, I didn't feel that way necessarily about Watchmen or any of the other things. I mean, it's just the first film because I feel like a lot of people where I'm going that wanted to follow 300 really no. bad. Well, I, I, no, and the gum is driving me crazy. I'm sorry. Oh, you should just I tell just me. keep hearing it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, yeah. But yeah, for the most um, part, I'll tell you why it reminds you of 300. It's because uh, of Zack Snyder's like slavish devotion to, uh, to making Adam sad. No, to Frank Miller. Zack Snyder, you know, it's the oh, whole... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no, no, no. And I don't mean... I don't... I just feel like well, where I was going with that, I, I get that part, was more that I feel like he hasn't gone back to that in a while. That specific... Or the studio hasn't cut it quite the same way. But then at the same time, you're right. It was two different... Like a Doom and Gloom trailer. Yeah. And then the one with like the Doomsday Wonder Woman trifecta showdown. I was like... Oh, that felt super like cheesy. Like, yeah, and there's uh-huh. like a newer one too. That's more like, uh, it's kind of like a bot. Like, it feels like it's. Uh, you can watch it. It, it just has a really weird it. tone to it. It's the one everybody seems to like, and to me, I'm just like, eh. Wonder Woman actually says something in this one. Amazing. <laughs> oh, speaking of sabotage. Oh, oh, so, sorry, so, no, I, so I have to correct you on the 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 new Zack Snyder movie. It's not Batman versus Superman. It's Batman v Superman. I stand Dawn corrected. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Yeah. I just, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. I hear people correcting people. People correcting people. But why is it, it V as opposed to versus? Does it just look better on a poster? Is it something to talk about? Is it? Ali V. Frazier. Yeah. I guess. I mean, is this I like part of like a fifth something of that? Were, to how me, the weirdest movies? thing of you it had, is that... yeah, the first three Chris Nolan movies. Yeah, you had Man of Steel. That's four, mm-hmm. and then this is the fifth. Which is is that kind of how they're? No, like the the Batman movies movie? don't count. Oh, they don't. Yeah, Man of Steel is like the uh, Iron Man, and you forgot Superman Returns. No, that doesn't count either. Oh, okay. We're talking about the DC movie verse. It starts with Man of Steel. Oh, that's totally stupid. That is really stupid. But that's how it starts. I don't even care. See, when you're talking about Suicide Squad, the thing about them like doing it to do their Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, yeah, it's pretty spot on. But I was also like, because DC's also running out of good characters because they have almost none. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, marketable. I'm not saying as a comic book fan. I mean, as a, if I was trying to present a lot of them, like pitching them as a studio exec, it's really difficult to get a few of them. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that's why I loved about the one thing I, I thought was great in the original trailer of Ant-Man, that total wink-wink moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I'm Ant-Man, you know, kind of thing. It's like, really? But it's... To me, there's the bigger picture, the bigger issue here is, like, the reason something like um, the Marvel movie verse happened, it's like, okay, we're doing this standalone Iron Man movie, and at the end they threw in the Easter egg of, whoa, there might actually be a movie Avengers, right? Right. And here it's like, we're just giving you all of the Justice League in one movie. Like, you're not even building up to it. It's like, Aquaman's in here, so, so, and so, and so, and so, and so, and so. And Wonder Woman's in the trailer, too. I'm like, so why don't you just call it Justice League then? You know? Because Freddy versus Jason proved that the first, I'm sorry, V, apologies, V does sell. Freddy V does sell. Jason. Actually, it was VS, but yeah. but but see, so this one is the introdu- introduction of these people getting together. So it's the, the the dawn of justice. Yeah. So maybe they're not the Justice League yet. Yeah. They're not at like, the same done. time. It's like to me, it's almost like you just you... want them to blow their wad and just say, okay. No, I'm the saying Justice they're blowing movie. their wad. It, you know, I wouldn't have even put Wonder Woman in the trailer and have that be like, whoa, have people give people something. Oh, sure. that... What Victor, I think I... you're getting at is it was an architecture with the yeah. MCU, even though, of course, it started as like a little yeah Easter egg, the nudge, nudge part. And then it's like, oh, hold on. We have a full blown. And then they built it literally fully planned out. Yeah. DC is like, why wait when we can just throw it all in one? Yeah. Cause and I think that they're just, they, they feel that people are not really completely excited about Batman V Superman, I, that they're, they're, they're trying to throw in more kind of like, Oh, and there's wonder woman. Well, and then, but wonder woman has her movie coming out though, too. Yeah. Her which standalone. is a period piece. So, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, t- it, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of aspects to it, which like, have me worried like i feel like it's sh- funny when you say period piece i'm sorry to me i i feel like i yeah, should well. like i should be excited about it and you know when i'm watching the, the last trailer and it has like uh you know alfred talking to um ben affleck and you know they're talking about like they're showing the scene from man of steel where he's fighting michael shannon zod and destroying gotham city with the which apparently i guess they released a map now that like Gotham is right across the river or whatever from Metropolis. <laughs> of course which, they are. Yeah. No. Which now it's like, okay, doesn't that make it even more frightening whenever Superman uses his powers? If they if if we're talking they have a radius of like, you know, you know, hundreds of miles or whatever. Oh sure. You know, and he's destroying buildings. It's just that it makes you think of the man man of steel woman of Kleenex thing again. But um for the most part, you know, there's a scene that he's talking like, oh, we don't know, so he might be on our side. And then, like, Ben Affleck's like, if there's even a 1% chance he's evil, we have to treat it as an absolute certainty. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, you're seriously having Batman echo Dick Cheney <laughs> to me. And it's, like, frightening. Because that's Dick Cheney's 1% doctrine. Oh. You know, it's kind of frightening. And I'm like, okay, I get it. There's a political agenda here. Mm-hmm. But if you're turning Batman into like this kind of right-wing fascist, and you are because you're doing The Dark Knight Returns, which is the worst story I would have you know, you you would think to introduce a new generation of Batman, right? Where he's just like yeah, the, armored and yeah, yeah, and it's just you know I don't know I I'm, I feel so like the, yeah, and you take that because it does it just it feels just like a CGI mess. It just it's 
it's too dark. I don't know. There's yeah, too much the going very on. first trailer where it's like the very first words to from Batman to Superman are like, "Do you bleed?" I'm like, it it feels like it has no direction. It's, yeah, it's they're just like working up into the 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 end game, which is basically. Here's the Justice League, and then well, what yeah, are they going to go against? Yeah, I mean, because you're already showing. Uh, we don't know if it's um, uh, what's his name, uh, Doomsday, Doomsday, or if it's not, Doomsday. or who is it? You know, who is it not? Well, but, yeah, the trailer gives away. The, okay, so it's Batman versus Superman, and then like the end of the trailer, Superman. it's Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman, and then there's you know Doomsday Zod or whatever he is. She uses a shield, and then he Batman quips. Oh, is she with you? <laughs> so then, okay. So then we we take that. We do the opposite, which is more of a spy intrigue, seventies style. Uh, you know, like the Winter Soldier. You have Civil War yeah. coming out. Yeah. How do you feel about Civil War as opposed to Batman v Superman? I feel like that you've actually spent years building up the fact that Cap, Captain America, and Iron Man have some issues. You've done the first Captain America movie where you know, like, uh, Captain America respected uh, Tony's father, right, Howard, Mm -hmm. and he clearly thinks that uh, Tony's just a guy guy who's playing at being a superhero. Right, yeah. Silver Spoon. Yeah. So, I mean, there's clear ideological differences, and the last Avengers movie was all about how the the whole movie exists because of Tony Stark being so paranoid and right. riddled with PTSD, right. that he created the biggest threat they had to, you know, face. So I they've wish been they laying, developed that better. I know they've been laying the seeds for like an, an ideological conflict between Captain America and Iron Man for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I I wouldn't be shocked if Captain America Winter Soldier like annihilates Batman versus Superman. Civil or not C- Civil War? Civil, my Civil bad. War, yeah. yeah, if that annihilates Superman at the box well, of office, of course it is. I mean, not yeah. only and then like a, a defeat monetary, but monetarily, but I mean, it's going to be the film. I mean, that's oh, the and one it that- has you know the Russo brothers. That I mean, I you know I like. There's a part of me because I love the character of Batman, but ultimately, I'm like, you know what? The Russo brothers are much better writers and directors than Zack Snyder is. Bottom line, right. Captain no, America movie. Winter Soldier the second Captain America is the best Marvel written Marvel movie, you know, of that type, the grounded earth. And mm-hmm. I'm not counting Guardians of the Galaxy cuz you know the space stuff is still developing and that's going to have a bigger payoff down the line. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like Winter Soldier uh as as much as I kind of go back and forth on it whether I really like it or if it's just kind of okay. I focus more on the story than I do the superhero, you know, elevated powers and, you know, things happening. It it's 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 more of a an uh, intriguing story. Yeah. Uh with all the I thought what they did with Hydra and all the different levels that um it existed in and around and with the world and how they they eloquently tied everything to the universe without bashing you over the head yeah or reminding you of you know who that doctor was you know who was now living in the computer and Mm -hmm. they didn't harken back or you didn't you know see a montage or whatever 
and which have to worked a everybody. lot. It worked very well. I mean, a big part is is that I I didn't like the first Avenger pretty much at all, but it was just very disappointing for me because the Red Skull is one of my favorite villains sure. probably of all time. I mean, I would consider him and Doom like my yeah. my big my big two, but um, it's it's just one of those things where I mean. I mentioned it before. I just I don't have an interest in comic book films or superhero films the way I did. And it's because it's gotten played out. And it's like you're talking about the uh, leaders, not followers kind of thing. And it's hard to do that now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Guardians to me is a real example of that. And there's a few others. But I feel like, I mean, I totally agree on Winter Soldier being excellent. Uh, I mean, the writing is, is superb. It's just a film that it still fell a little short, but it's because... I mean, but it definitely, I mean, wiped the floor with most of the other ones. It's its because there just isn't, I mean, the bar for me is, again, kind of saying these films are forgettable. I don't remember most of them. And if I do, to me, that's, you know, you kind of talked about when we were talking about best films or when we did our uh, uh, bracket, our NCA bracket for best films. I mean, I thought mm -hmm. Victor and Adam kind of did too is, a good point is what do you really want to watch or what do you remember? Like what do you yeah. really enjoy in films and most comic book films? I don't enjoy them anymore. And it's because it's either gotten so bloated um, and so big and it's the difference. I mean, everybody loves a serial, everybody, a serial kind of story. People love a nice buildup, but it's got to have the payoff. Mm -hmm. I think civil war will be a payoff and that'll be the first time in a trilogy in a long time where I feel like the payoff will be there. I haven't felt that way in a long time. Well, no, time. and it's smart, too, because, like, especially you, behind the scenes, you, you've seen the setup. Like, you know, the Avengers start off as a government superhero team, right? Mm -hmm. And then they that project doesn't happen, and they end up saving the world on their own. But then Captain, Captain America is operating as part of S.H.I.E.L.D. till he becomes disgruntled with that because of the whole Hydra threat. Right. So then the Avengers become just kind of like... Uh, what do you call a Dick Cheney's uh Iraq uh? The oh, guy. the black. Uh, yeah, they're like Blackwater guys. Blackwater, yeah, yeah, where they're just sort of like operating on their own. And Tony the Stark, mercenaries. Yeah. yeah, and Tony's yeah, like the good version of a mercenary, Pretty like much. freelance operatives. And now it's gotten to the point in Civil War, it seems, because of what happened in Avengers Two where the government wants to start registering these superheroes so they can keep tabs on them, mm -hmm. you know? Like X-Men. Yeah, and, but you can tell after what happened in Winter Soldier that clearly Cap would have a big problem with keeping tabs on, like, everyone because that's just, like, Project Insight, you know? So you mm -hmm. can logically see why Captain America would be against registration. Mm-hmm. You know, versus Tony Stark, who have you seen, like, Avengers Part 2, he's all about keeping track on everybody. Oh, oh sure, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know? He's the paranoia. Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things where, like, I can totally see why this movie's happening. I'm interested in that conflict. It's been built up over multiple movies, and I'm ready to see that boil over. Versus, As opposed to Batman v versus, Superman, yeah, there is no buildup. There's no buildup at all. I mean, the fact that they took the worst part of Man of Steel and that's what they built, you know, the whole... It feels like they built it off of a plot hole, you know? Sure. Like, okay, Superman's not... Kills Zod, and he's not really rescuing people. That was the biggest criticism 
from that whole movie, which was like this whole like if you watch Man of Steel, like go back and rewatch it. No, thank you. Yeah, it's like it's being this Terrence Malicky type like reflection of a man growing, and like really Superman's not even the real hero of that. It's the it's Jarrell's hologram. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Watch it. It's like Jarrell's hologram does everything. No, it's, just, it's just a hilarious I, I, perspective. I just want to say kind of too that you hit on the whole Ben Affleck, Cheney, Batman was the best part to me in the trailer was just kind of like, he was like, destroy the city. It's like him just looking at it like, I won't take this property damage. Yeah. We need to keep the homeowners association <laughs> yeah. strong. It, I mean, because it's literally what it comes across as. I mean, like, like how dare you? Like, it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, that happens in the Avengers yeah. too, and and horrible. I feel Ultron, like they but... need to. There has to be a significant time jump between Man of Steel and this movie. You know, just to explain the things. To explain the things I'm seeing in this trailer, where there's like a giant statue of Superman in the middle of Metropolis, mm-hmm. and, and like, because to me, right, just that level of devastation, just and you jump to a. a you, I feel like there needed to be an in between movie. Yeah. Well, that's probably the yeah. Way. Well, then you go from okay. Well, now let's let's kind of launch pad off of that. You have X Men Apocalypse. So this is the again the uh, a, a, the reboot of the earlier Brian Singer and uh, and what's his name who ruined the the third one. Uh, now Matthew, you have no, the third one. That was Brent Ratner. Brett Ratner. Brent Ratner. Yeah. 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 Last. Name. Um, so I mean, there are the 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 original That's Brent three. Rush Hour Ratner. Yeah. Just so you know. Then into the uh, reboot of X Men First Class, and then then it got kind of rebooted again uh, with the last one. Uh, why is the name of it? X Men Days of Days Future of Future Past, past because they kind of rewritten their whole past, and now you have Apocalypse. Yeah. I'm just spam. They didn't go with the rhyming scheme of first class days of future past. <laughs> they could. They really could. I got a lot me, of hair like, in my it, ass. I will say the smart thing Singer did in Days of Future Past was using like the you know the plot hole of sending Wolverine back in time to reset the continuity. Yeah. So now it's like they did the same thing in Star Trek. Now they can use any character they want. Right. So they've got no baggage. So. Why is it still like a sequel to First Class? Like I'm watching, I watched the last trailer, which which looks pretty good, yeah. and you have, um, you have a what's her name from the Hunger Games, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. still playing Mystique. This is the last movie in her contract, right? And she's still playing Mystique, except now she's not even using the blue makeup. She's right. just in a black outfit, you know. And it's weird. That this is Fox, which went full comic book with Deadpool from what I saw. Yes. Like, Colossus has his comic book costume. Negasonic Teenage Warhead is wearing an X-Men outfit. Right. But if you watch the trailer for X-Men Apocalypse, everyone is dressed in black all over again. Sure. So, I don't know. My whole thing is that, again, on great villains, Apocalypse... And and I've said this too about X Men. The only film I feel like did did justice for me was X Two, and I mean I I it's in my top ten of best comic book films of all time. It's absolutely perfect to me. But I mean, apo- I just say it always again. It's one of the few times is is that I go. I just want X Men to be like the nineteen ninety two Fox 
animated series. Yeah. Much like I want Batman the animated series to happen, which it kind of did with the Nolan films. But I really have always wanted, I mean, the voice acting that is so good. That's what I want Apocalypse to sound like. And mm-hmm. I don't mind the idea, of course, of Apocalypse as this god figure that has gone through all the ages or whatever, the way the trailer presents it. But then we, he really did. I mean, even before, I mean, of course, the internet hit. All I saw was the image first. And I'm like, it's fucking Ivan Ooze from the Mighty Morphin yeah, Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, yeah. He movie. looks yeah. better in the newer trailer. He does look better. Yeah. And it's I don't expect him to always be the whatever, I forget whatever his actual height is when he fully um is i will say too i think a big reason why everyone suddenly became a lot more forgiving of uh apocalypse is because of oscar isaacs being in uh the force awakens and everyone loving him because of that Hmm. i mean i i think he'll play it'll be just fine with apocalypse i mean i think it's a good cast obviously and i i enjoyed i mean i enjoyed first class and days of future past enough again though forgettable I don't really remember much of them, and I don't really care to remember much of them anymore. It's just, I, 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 I like Days of Future Past. It was I okay. really wish, I really, really wish that they had like actually used the classic Sentinel design, right? As in the I. future. I mean, I guess the ones in the '60s were kind of close, but not really enough for me, right? You know, but uh, it's one of those few cases where I feel like Brian Singer actually helped because I was reading this thing where he, when he took over, when Matthew Vaughn and him, Matthew Vaughn had a falling out, wasn't, and stepped out, so uh, so Brian Singer took over. Originally, Matthew Vaughn's idea was that the future Sentinels would all be like be played by Jennifer Lawrence, and they would just be like just Mystique clones. Hmm. And to me, I'm like, thank God they didn't go that yeah, route. Yeah, that'd be weird. I would not. I mean, it's bad enough that they, they're still basically robot mystiques, but it's still like. Right. That's the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard. Exactly, right? <laughs> and I'd never heard that before. No, I and didn't now either. I really do feel dumber for having heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just. I mean, I can't. Yeah, the compromise was that the the future Sentinels would have scales and make the same morphing noise as Mystique. That is like, I mean, just beyond lazy. Yeah. And I know that's a commonplace thing now to just not have i mean like oh we're like tv shows yeah, yeah well it, budgetary, it's but. you know it's the whole thing it's like oh we have jennifer lawrence in her contract let's use her as much as possible you know yeah but the hunger games thing is done and i mean yeah, yeah she's done some good movies some drama some oscar bait kind of films but at the same time it's like that's ludicrous to me but well she's a draw you know, no, she is a draw on the screen. Well, right no, no, no. But I meant that. I mean, like the Hunger those Games movies thing have made mystique. Like basically, it, it, you can't look at that as being mystique. It's just basically, oh, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Right. When I saw First Class, I didn't know who Jennifer Lawrence was. Yeah. And I didn't put the connection until I think I saw the first Hunger Games movie. I'm like, why does she look so familiar? Then I looked up on IMDb. I'm like, she was in First Class. Yeah, that was her. Oh, I had seen so Winner's weird. Bone, and then when she got announced as uh, Katniss, I was like, well, you know, obviously and stuff. And she is a good actress. Like, uh, let me not diminish that. I just feel like, of course, it's it's the classic uh, actors right. formula: right. one yeah. for them, one for me. Yeah, just the way it works. But I um. Well, and then what was addressed, like, not even a, a couple minutes ago is that uh, it doesn't look like she's in her blue uh, makeup. Yeah. And that's one of the lazy things, too. Or one of those things, like, you know, you could even say that uh, if you're going to use Jennifer Lawrence, why are you, like, covering her up? Hey, at least Rebecca Romaine O'Connell was dedicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Serious business. But it's man. it goes back to the thing of, like, 
who are you catering to? It's like when you watch the 1997 Dread movie and they're like, you know, Sylvester Stone was like, well, Dread never takes his helmet off, which yeah, if you've I seen the that. remake, but if you see the original, they're like, oh, we ha- the producers are like, we have Sylvester Stone. We yeah, have to see him see as much face. as possible. Right. It's ridiculous. Next to Rob Schneider, yeah. too. Oh, geez. <laughs> what Rob Schneider is he? Ugh. Well, then talking about remakes, let's go to Ghostbusters, July 15th. I feel like the trailer for that is going to debut on March 3rd, I heard yesterday. With what? What is it going to couple with? I don't know. Or is but it just going to be a They viral... just did a trailer announcement. The trailer comes out March 3rd. I, I don't think they even... Sh- I, they haven't shown anything. You've seen just, just pictures. pictures. No, yeah. no, no. What I was going to say is anything even... Uh, remember how trailers were exclusive at one point? Like mm-hmm. There was some bad romantic comedy. It was the first one that had Phantom Menace. And it literally made an extra million dollars opening weekend just because people paid. Sure. Yeah, to see no, the I Phantom remember Menace when trailer. that happened. But I mean, I don't think there's been. I, they did that to uh, the Matrix Reloaded. It had the trailer for Revenge of the, you know, the third one. I can't remember. Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking. I don't. What What did you say the the trailer was debuting? The third. Yeah. So that must not be on a on a weekend because I don't see anything coming out. Yeah, it's probably debuting online or yeah, something. Yeah, it's probably like on a Monday or something like yeah. that. Yeah, on YouTube Red if you want to pay an extra couple bucks. Yeah. yeah, get you know get the jump on it two days early or something. But then people just you know. It, I just find funny that it, it all straight. seems like the, you said the Rooster Teeth thing and PewDiePie. It's like didn't you already launch your gaming channel YouTube? Oh yeah. Like okay, no, get he's, lazy. He's he's milking it, man. He's yeah. making lots of money. But, I mean, I'd um, take advantage of it too. No, I mean, I I just thought that was interesting. That I, I think in this day and age of, of well, no, it's kind of like people are like, did you see the puppy monkey baby tra- thing commercial yet? And I'm like, all of the Super Bowl trailers are, any Super are Bowl on YouTube or on TV before gotcha. oh, yeah, even yeah. the Super Bowls on. I mean, like, I I thought that's what you paid a million dollars a twenty seconds for, like, was to have like a captive audience that had never seen this before. Oh yeah. I mean, it used to be an event. Now it's like whatever. But I mean, what are what are your first initial feelings of like the Ghostbusters? Is it because we have really like we've only seen photographs. We know who's in it. We've seen them suited up. Are you excited at all? I I need more than that to really have an opinion. Like, but Chris Hemsworth is in it now with his nerdy that glasses. That doesn't. It's just like, do I care about uh, Snow White and the Huntsman too? I mean, I've Does seen anyone. I've seen the trailer for it. I mean, I like. Okay, there's Jessica Chastain, and then there's Chris Hemsworth, and then Charlize oh look, Theron. let's Charlize Theron, and like so basically it's like She's let's back. mishmash Snow White and the Huntsman and Frozen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You pretty except much for Kristen seen it. Stewart's not gonna fuck the director this yeah. time. Oh my. Um. No, I'm just saying. But I the only thing. But I yeah, there's like nothing. There's no pictures. There's no trailer. So nothing. there's pictures. There's no trailer. So until I get something. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I, I think it's a better idea to reboot it than to do a sequel at this point. Oh, absolutely. The dream died with Harold Ramis. Yeah. It's, it's over. I mean, even if they had done a different cast, I still would want Harold Ramis to direct it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, so it is what it is. The only thing I will say first and foremost, and I mean this with all my heart and soul, is, you know... Uh, you know, huge disrespect and and all the you know just straight up misogyny going on. It's like who? I mean, I've never seen so many butt hurt basement dwellers. I mean, since the whole Gamergate thing, where it's just like, which was equally ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it's one of those things where I mean, people who are like, well, it's women. It's like I don't. It doesn't make a difference to me. I mean, it's either going to be good or it's not going to be good. There's right. some very talented people in it. 
But the problem is, and this is why Ghostbusters 2 is not a great film, obviously, is because, I mean, it, it really has to be an excellent story. I didn't hate Ghostbusters 2 when I was a kid. I don't hate it now. But, I mean, obviously it's not treasured like the original film. Sure. Because it's it's just not as strong of a story, right? But it's I mean I think if they could do it, I mean they the, just strung it, jokes together for yeah. The second they, one well, and they so. said too. I mean they have made it very clear uh, the original cast that the Ghostbusters video game from two thousand five two thousand six oh. is the basically third yeah. Ghostbusters movie. So if you that want to experience it, yeah, it is a it's really a great game. game. Put a lot of time and effort. It's got all the original, original cast voices. It's amazing, Oof. but it's one of those ones where I mean. Sometimes it's kind of like when things become a comic book or a web series or whatever or something else or a book that sometimes the best way for it to live on isn't necessarily its original form. Yeah. But I do think Rebirth is good, and I um, I do think that – and I'm not saying that. It's not to um, um, – kind of like i said to put it out there like oh hey uh i'm a social justice warrior kind of thing because it's not about that that's the reason a huge part of that movement or that ideal doesn't really work is because it's it, we should be thinking of the quality of of what whatever it is and i mean to me you've got some great actors in this film I think it could succeed, mm-hmm. or at least, at the very least, be enjoyable. But damn it, just give it a chance. I mean, I've never, I mean, it, like I said, just it comes out like this. I'm like, man, you guys are really stuck in the past. Oh, yeah. Like, so big ups. And then, of course, anybody who's like a Ghostbusters, you know, stuck on that, it has to be this, this, um, you know, if it's not the, the, the original group, and it's like Harold Ramis is dead. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, I mean, you know, Bill Murray was never going to come around. Just let it go. Like I said, the dream's in the game. It's done. Yeah. So, but, I don't know. But, yeah, I really am surprised, though, more has not been leaked. Even yeah, just the too. era of behind-the-scenes snaps from mm-hmm. every, uh, what do you call it, TMZ site. Mm-hmm. Since every other movie seems to be getting spoiled left and right. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really, uh, yeah, nothing's really come through the pipeline. Um, other than those, you know, the, the photos that they want you to see. So I don't, I don't know if it's a, a plot of the, um, of the, 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 the movie distributors or what, if it's, um, where's my train of thought going? I don't even know the strategy. If it's, if it's, if it's part of the strategy, if it's, it's, uh, uh something that they, they're intentionally doing, or not, or if they're just like well, or like going to what embellishing on what Kirby said. There's so much stuff that's coming out that's just you know spoilerific. We have to get a trailer out as soon as possible, even if it's just like you know the the teaser of a teaser of a trailer that just shows an image and maybe some you know music in the background or something to get people excited. They're not necessarily doing that. Yeah, I think maybe early on we saw some production photos that you know where they're climbing out of an apartment building or something, um, or them standing in front of the um, uh, the Ghostbuster mobile or something. But uh, yeah, not a lot. So I'm I'm still kind of on the fence. I'm I'm fine with it being how it is and who's doing it and who's in it. Um, I'm excited, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, you, Victor. Uh, like I said, I need to see something because right yeah. now I don't want to just. I don't. I don't. I'm not really like looking to see a Ghostbuster movie till I know what it's about. Like I just gone to that point where like I need to be interested in a movie to see if the hype isn't enough anymore. Right. 
I'm I'm more excited about Ecto Cooler potentially coming back. Oh yeah, no. Being seriously on. honest. Oh here. yeah, no, that stuff was great. So in another kind of not necessarily a pseudo remake, but and not really a, a sequel per se, but living within the same universe, maybe around the same time, you have Ten Cloverfield Lane. Which I was gonna say to me, that's kind of the uh, shot in the dark black sheep kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I was totally like, really? They're going to do pro- this? I'll see that at some point, but I'm not like... So do you... Are again, you... it's Bad Robot, King of the Hype Beast, which, again, to me, a Bad Robot movie now is no longer a, a mark of quality. It's a, uh, what are they hiding from me and what... <laughs> That's pretty much the, the name of the game with them. And it's... You Show know, me on the bear where they touched you. Apparently... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, that... this movie had a completely different name that they were producing, and then they found a way to tie it into Cloverfield somehow. So you think it's like kind of the, the diehard syndrome where they had a, a, a book and then just kind of catered it around? Yes. Well, yeah, because the, ori- the trailer, I was like, what is this, John Goodman's Rape Dungeon? I mean, seriously, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's no. the way it starts, and I'm like... Oh, this 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 it doesn't take a it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out like either that he's in the in the bomb shelter because of the Cloverfield monster or because of some kind of fear of it. Or if it was just an opportunistic sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's all just uh he's doing this as just a complete Which I hope is what it becomes. Like they open the doors and like there's nothing, Nothing everything's fine. Yeah. 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 That would be awesome if that's the way they go. It's a twist. But the the thing is, like, I feel like in the age of, like, Bloomhouse and all these, you know, taking, like, oh, we're taking concepts and making them into movies right. that, like, it's not like Cloverfield would be anything special today. I don't feel like anyone was dying for a Cloverfield sequel. Well, that's why it just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm well, I think sure. with Cloverfield, the whole point was is that, and they actually And basically, it- from what I'm understanding and from what I've read is basically, like, uh, Cloverfield, it, it's just, like, like this is bad bad robots anthology series like American Horror Story, where like it'll have something connecting it to that universe, mm-hmm. like name or something. Right, and that's how it feels. Yeah, that's how it looks so far. Well, because I was gotta say with Cloverfield, I think that one of the only successful things that things I admired was that they really did a good job of not explaining anything. Yeah, and it just worked. I just, I mean, I always think that was one of the best, probably the best viral campaigns in Blair Witch. Like the seven seven oh, sure, seven yeah. thing or whatever they you yeah. know or they did with uh, I remember it was on Transformers and people were like with there with their families and kids were like what the hell was that like <laughs> no idea plus yeah. of course it's pretty Lovecraftian right um but you know it's funny when you said the July fourteenth for Ghostbusters I was thinking why didn't they do it on Fourth of July oh yeah uh, Independence Day yes Independence Day another so, sequel yeah there's there's that like I, two or remake I don't care about yeah there are two sequels that really no one asked for you have the independence day resurgence which is june 24th and you have alice through the looking glass on may 27th which has everyone from a tim burton movie yet is not directed by tim burton like if you asked anyone on the street after watching that trailer oh this is a new tim burton movie it's not it just it's that candy cgi style he does now and helena bonham carter and borat and johnny depp it just tells you how how sad it's gone now that anyone can make a Tim Burton movie and he'll still like get credited for well, it. Well, and it's not it's not just that, but also watching the trailer, you know, with the, with the, the the CGI everything, 
it's the same reason why I completely avoided Pan and was completely correct in avoiding Pan. Uh, yes, you were. That, that Kirby was kind of sucked down into the into, oh, the, into the pan hole. Delicious. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good pan hole? Yeah. But, um, uh, what about Independence Day Resurgence? Is any? I mean, I was gonna say, not made me think of Big Eyes was his last film, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm going, and you made Ed Wood, dude. Why couldn't you have done that with this? It would have been so much better. And oh, sure. you just didn't. Yeah. Um, Resurgence, it, it, you know. It's Jeff Goldblum, being Jeff Goldblum. We couldn't get Will Smith for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, he know, was still angry they killed off his character. Yeah. What, you know, I. They couldn't get Randy Quaid's crazy ass uh, as his talk shell. His, oh, yeah, he did die. I'm sorry, but I figured still they might have some he's kind saved. of like. Oh, no, Brent Spiner died in the first yeah, he one, and too. he's in this. Yeah. So, see? No, I mean, you are right, 100%. Like, I totally forgot that. I mean, obviously, it was a huge scene. But what I meant is, I figure in this day and age, they would have had some kind of throwback scene or some to uh, me, flashback scene. To me, scene the funniest to thing about that watching that trailer is how the president is this, like, grizzled, bearded PTSD guy. But you watch Independence and it's totally like a Jerry Bruckheimer hurrah like we're all better for this happening movie they even threw the speech in the trailer but it was that radio broadcast dissing noise like it's art you know and then it goes right into it but i i don't know it's a sequel it to me like that's the jurassic world of this summer to me like the the sequel that's what they're hoping for yeah no that's total it's very cynical it's like oh here's a movie that everyone loves but didn't need a sequel let's do it and make some money now that particular one like kirby said is the the july 4th thing that's coming out so it's positioned perfectly for that i i wanted to like bomb hugely just to like (laughs) be like a big fuck you to cynical filmmaking so one of the things that I noticed when I was when I was putting the list of a, a lot of the big tentpole movies of the year is I feel at this point in time, and I think it might have kind of been seeping through over, well, definitely last year, maybe a little bit the year before, that there really are no seasons as much as there used to be. No, well, There's March... There's not like a, you know, a, Mar- a It May used to be March where, would be like a movie that might do good, and then it usually did. Like I remember the first one of that was like, in 2006 when like uh 300 came out at the beginning of march right and we and we and we had that episode we were talking about the matrix different things when we were talking about dump months but it's not so much about that anymore um especially with the uh success of of deadpool right now um there seems to be every weekend something actually pretty good that's coming out yeah nothing that's coming out necessarily exactly at the same time well yeah which seems comes like out this coming weekend right which i know you saw victor a screen of right yeah i was gonna ask you what you thought i think it's really interesting it's not like i don't the best film since the shining <laughs> it's a lot like the shining actually no i mean that's literally the poster it actually does say it's a the lot best like film the, shining. Since the shining it's like it's richard a, roper yeah it's a lot like the shining by way of like I don't know something like Black Death but it's like a lot like The Shining. <laughs> I can't it's not a really a movie you can spoil. Like you get the main gist of what's going on from the trailer, 
but it's more like how The Shining is about like an environment causing a family to kind of fracture, which may or may not be supernatural till you find out what it is. So would you say it's more of a family centric movie? Yes. Than it is about the supernatural? No, it or the village. Or it's both. The village. Here's here. Is it more no, like no, no, Poltergeist? No, the original? it's it's a lot like like it. These are the three movies I can throw at you to get a good flavor of it. Carrie, The Shining, and Black Death. Well, see now that sounds like a, a glowing support to this movie. I I like it. Like you'll see the review on uh, Cult Following on oh, Thursday. I will oh. say the um, the visual style. The trailer blew me away. It looks yeah. gorgeous. There's things in this movie which should not work at all. Like, if it was a different movie, I would laugh my ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And because of, like, the score and, like, the directing and writing and mainly the performances of the two leads, mm-hmm. um, it works really well. Like, I think anybody else would have fucked this movie up. So I know I know the, the, the surface of the movie, and I kind of know what it's about, but who are the director, who's the director, who's the, the writers? Writer, are they the writer are... and director is the same guy. His name is Robert Eggers. From he, what? This is his feature debut. Okay. And he's done a lot of shorts. Pro- and like, produced by who to get him... I, it's not it's not like yeah it it's like because well, people just don't give them you know here's your movie apparently go. he just like this was a movie that premiered at sundance it was submitted there and like just blew people away because it's just very it's not like a traditional like horror movie mm-hmm. you know it's it's just and i will say it's a horror movie but it's not like you know like nowadays what people think horror movies are where it's like oh exorcism type thing mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, like when I read, you know, if you've read the Arthur Miller play, The Crucible, mm-hmm. it's a lot like that. Well, that's why I imagined it was the yeah. the mix of that with the Scarlet Letter, the lottery, all the classic kind of puritanical. Yeah, the lottery kind of. Dark. Um, so you can, you can kind of get a picture of what the movie is just from all the stuff I've thrown. But then it's like just as really strong performances from everybody involved. Yeah, so either you're gonna you're gonna get into the characters in the story, or you're just not gonna get it. Yeah, gonna I mean, kind of thing. you know, it's like it's a very talky movie. So people, and you know, because it's a lot what what's going on in these people because of their situation. Some people might not like it because the accents are very heavy. Gotcha. But you know, these are nitpicks. If oh, you're, sure. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's kind of how I see people would. Um, Maybe in, in, interpreted in their own uh, tastes. I, I will say I, I'm interested in getting into more of a discussion of the ending once you guys have seen it. We'll do. Okay. Fair. We'll hopefully uh, get more elaborate on Deadpool in a couple weeks as yeah. well. Um, so one thing I, I looked up before um, y'alls showed up, and I was wondering why it wasn't on the list for 2016. It's because it was actually released in 2015. So this is the um, uh, Snowpiercer of films that were that was made somewhere else, released somewhere else, but is actually having their U.S. release uh, this year. But it's still considered a 2015. I guess The Witch is also. Uh, but Hardcore Henry. I've never even heard of that movie. So that's a first-person film in kind of the style well you know remember in doom 
Everything's from oh, the perspective it's like of Maniac. the arms. So the yeah, like Maniac, oh, okay. the, the Elijah Wood one. That um, but yeah, so it's the entire film. Uh, for whatever reason, his voice doesn't work, so you never hear him talk. And him going through this whole thing with guns and uh, kicking people and fighting, and so it's it's uh, what's the one with um, uh, Jason uh, Statham and Crap. his corruptor his no, heart no the oh. it up crank crank crank, crank. Yeah, yeah it's crank uh kind of reminded me it kind of looked like that uh you know and it's like this is a film you, you've never seen a film like this ever before well i have i mean there have been other examples uh-huh. of it uh there was fps which is first person shooter which is a foreign film that was shot exactly that way where you didn't see the character's face it was all his arms and legs and everything coming at him um but i suppose Big this is like the biggest strange days yeah, uh, but as far as like a full film yeah. that is completely just video game. Uh, I was just going to say, it. I had a friend once, an old work colleague who said that. He was like, oh, I just wish they'd make a film that was just that part in Doom. Well, I'm this going, is it. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I've done a couple of things like that, and I just don't really work, but I'm willing to give it a shot, though. That's I would. An, yeah, that's in April. They showed that trailer before Deadpool appropriately enough. Yeah, see, um, I probably wouldn't be into that because that's the same one of the main reasons I hate found footage. footage. I knew I was gonna say, yeah, I was like, God, if we just throw it together with a found footage film, it'd be Victor's favorite movie. Yeah. Well, then I remember the movie Gamer was like that. They had moments of that. Yeah, but I that like, was but, the actual point yeah. of that movie right. as well. Like, which me, which me, which me, which me a little. And those were the type of aspects that I liked, as long as it wasn't throughout the whole film. I don't, I don't know what to think about this one, other than. Um, you know, either either it's going to take off or it's just going to be a. Big... Well, yeah. To put it another way, what's like the one? What's the movie that's being set up as like, ooh, you know, while, while like some people are saying like Ten Cloverfield Lane is being set up as like, oh, this is the sleeper movie. I think right now the one that's taking that from all the hype I've seen for it is Midnight Special. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Because that it's like okay, well that clearly has everybody's favorite Kylo Ren in it, and it's like some kind of like. You know, uh, Firestarter meets Daryl meets E.T. kind of thing going on with it. Yeah, no, and the, uh, that's yeah. that's kind of the same type of hype they did with Super 8. Yeah. Until you saw it. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. Super 8, I was just hoping it was going to be more like Cloverfield. I really was. I loved the beginning. I loved the whole and Goonies Monster Squad thing. Super 8 is a bad robot yeah. film. Oh, yeah. Well, I just remember I just saw my birthday. What mm-hmm. was that, 2008? 2008. Super yeah. 8? No, no, no. It was way later than that. It was 2000. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Nine. No, it was 2011, I think. Really? Wow. Maybe. Maybe. Look it up, yeah. man. I'm trying to really remember Anyways, what I'll, I'll look it I up. I know the Thing remake came out in 2011. I remember. That I do remember. Yes, yeah. you are correct on that. 2011. Well. Oh, yeah, it must have been. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that, I mean, obviously, there's always going to be big hype movies and, and, uh, whatever was bought at Sundance as Victor kind of, you guys mentioned about the witch and stuff. I mean, I, some are going to wait and bank it till award season. So they'll do a November or December release. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there's, there's a few of those like, um, like there's a movie from last year, um, draft house bought it. It was playing at beyond fest, but we get a chance to see it. It's the invitation by Karen Kusama, who, directed um girl fight and jennifer's body and eon flux only one of those movies is worth watching take your russian roulette there um 
but this one it looks pretty interesting it has um the scientist guy from uh prometheus who looks like a poor man's tom hardy and uh him and his ex-wife he's he's divorced his ex-wife invites him to this uh you know to talk something out it's like a big dinner thing and apparently uh stuff ensues so it's like a weird either culty thing or an alien thing i haven't really figured that out from the trailer but draft house is putting that out i've heard really really good things about um it's not the clive home film but the same name as intruders oh yeah i've heard it's amazing that's (laughs) one i'm really excited besides the witch i've seen that movie was it good it it's pretty interesting yeah i don't know i'm just i'm hyped on it but yeah um I don't know. Like, really? I mean, that, I mean, that's for me. I mean, when we started talking about this right before, I mean, I just said, I mean, I can go through them real quick. I mean, for me, horror films are number one for me. I mean, I definitely want to talk about, like, the tentpole flicks and some of the underrated, potential underrated sure. gems. But, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, it's... But I even looked at the horror films coming out this year, and there's a, there's a couple under the radar. And I just, I just want to say real quick. Oh, no, please. Because... Yeah, we're usually once time. we hit to like you know one thirty yeah, and stuff long, um, that um, probably take you know just a quick run through mm-hmm. of what you got. Or oh yeah, well no no no. Actually, all I was gonna say about this was it was actually short and sweet. Was is that I go? I think it's that most of the films I'm looking forward to. There's maybe a couple independent, but I said it's all those long awaited. Like oh, are they really gonna do Phantasm Five? I mean, is it finally gonna come out? Especially with Angus Grimm's passing. Um, you know, I hear Jeeper Creepers well, 3 finally got greenlit. Apparently so it's it like, is because uh, they're shopping a 4K remastered version of Phantasm at yeah. the Berlin film market right now that Bad Robot did. Okay. So basically they're trying to sell they're trying to sell that, you know, my guess is that they're trying Anchor Bay will end up pulling the trigger on that to release that here and then they can release a box set with Ravager as part of it. That's well, that is my. I'll, I would put money on that happening. It probably will, well, because I mean, all those movies are like Ravager isn't out, and um, all of the uh, Phantasm ones, one, yeah. three, and four are out of print and go for ridiculous amounts of money. True. No, it's a, it's yeah. without a doubt. I mean, I, I think that's probably a pretty reasonable speculation. Yeah. But I mean, like you know, I've been waiting. Was it now thirteen years for Jeepers Creepers three? I mean, I really thought it was going to hit the twenty three year mark and actually match the movie. And I mean, but I I want to see that and stuff. I mean, I have a mild interest in Thirty One, um, <coughs> and a few other films. I mean, I enjoyed the last. I would watch Thirty One. Yeah, mean, I like if that you know, I like the idea of it because it's basically, you know, everyone's saying, oh, it's Rob Zombie. If you think this movie is Rob Zombie's version of uh, the Running Man, bingo, that's exactly what it is. But with clowns, I'm like, well, yeah. I'd probably be into that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of speaking of is that I really actually enjoyed the last Purge movie. So I have some mild interest in that. I haven't seen the trailer the, for it, but uh, it looks like it's a direct sequel to The Purge Anarchy. Yeah, The Purge Anarchy was great. Yeah. Because it started trying to drift away from the horror aspects and became more of like a tribute to like Escape from New York yeah. and The Running Man stuff and really did well. I mean... I'm, I'm kind of surprised they went that way with it because I feel like if they'd kept it anthology, they could sort of make that an evergreen you know but i do like the idea of advancing different stories because i feel like they could do um any kind of story like i and the fact that they haven't really even defined what the 
scenario that befell America that led to the whole founding fathers thing or who they are or anything, I think is an interesting thing. Yeah, oh, I you think, mean for the, for this new purge? No, you for the purge at all. The first, they just, or, yeah, the whole. Talk. You don't really know if you've been watching the the first two. No, I haven't. Yeah, it basically, at some point, something terrible happened to America, and there was a political coup. And the way they keep they keep the population in check is by having one day where for like twelve hours right. all crime is legal. I, I don't think there's a lot of people yeah. that don't know the plot to it. But they did show the extended trailer uh, before Deadpool. Yeah. So they they were showing more kind of the the I guess the Deadpool cut type of crowd. Do you so know what the really purge anarchy really was? It was the Warriors. It really is. It, it is the Warriors. It's completely the Warriors, but it was well done. I mean, I don't they, like I said. I'm not going to go into it and stuff. I just want to say that again, like it's you know people are getting up in arms about remakes and stuff, wholly unnecessary, like Cabin Fever, yeah, um, which I can understand. But then there's a lot of it. I can't go, understand it. Why? It, did they well, do exactly. It? Who knows? But I mean, I do think that for the first time in a while, I'm actually really excited. There's some good original content. But I mean, it's just the fanboy, the total mark in me and stuff. But I mean, like, I really want to see a lot of these long away remakes. Oh, sure. Probably more than Sequels anything. Or whatever, because, yeah. I mean, as I divided my list, that's really all there was. I mean, I think Adam, as usual, pulled out much more comprehensive material. I know we went over a lot, but I mean, if you guys got anything else. Again, I didn't even go over half of the stuff. I'm sure you didn't. At this yeah. point. Well, we can, if you like this episode, maybe we'll do a part <laughs> yeah. two. But let's, um, I mean, I don't know. Victor, I know. We kind of cut you off on your uh, your watch, what you watch. Oh, I kind of like besides just, the witch, obviously. Yeah, no, I kind of just was able to mention that in. I mean, mainly the stuff I've I was watching and stuff like uh, you know that video paradise went out of business. So I've like you know bought too much stuff from them. So going through that, and I've gone like a ton of screeners. I got the. Uh, Sony has this new like elite line of like digibooks. That are really expensive, like they're like forty bucks, and I got the one for Bram Stoker's Dracula because Amazon did like a flash gold box for it, and it's it looks really nice. Um, but like I like the regular kind of digit books more. These are basically they're plast hard plastic books with like nice uh, le- like if you put it on your shelf, it looks like a book. Mm-hmm. And like the pages are like you know, like nice thick photo paper, hmm. and it has a lot about the making of the film. But like I really don't like the clear plastic digibook sleeve they have going on, gotcha. and the fact that that's what they're charging more for is really weird to me. I like the Warner digibooks a lot better, where it's like hard, you know, the hard cardboard, and it's actually like a book, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I don't get it. Is it so like it's kind of like the look of a book on Saturday? Yeah, it look. It? It's just like it's you know like a digit book where it's like you know those yeah, yeah. are thicker. These the are really ones thin, especially I know they're oh. really thin and um, it's just like slides over. Yeah, plastic cover. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's all bound in this like plastic thing. I don't really like it. Interesting. And they have a bunch of their movies. They're putting out like you know extra good versions on this. Like they did this. They did um, The Fifth Element, and they did um, Leon the Professional like that. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good lineup. Yeah, it's like the heavy hitters, and you're getting a lot of extras and stuff. So it's cool for that, but I'm just like the actual, like, we're, you know, like they're trying to find their new kind of steel book or whatever. Sure. And it's just, I don't like it. Um, I just got the Grindhouse 
releasing pieces. Um, the packaging looks nice. I haven't really gotten a chance to really crack it open. But um, I'll talk about that sooner or later, I suppose. Um, so one one thing that I, I was curious about, because you mentioned it last time, and since we've been talking about the movies that are coming out later this year, you are super, super excited about Keanu. Yeah, Keanu looks awesome. I'm That's like... I'm excited for anything that looks really original and I feel like Key and Peel are on fire right now in terms of like really doing interesting comedic stuff. If you watch the trailer for Keanu, it's just like um there I think it's like uh Jordan Peel finds this cat and he names it Keanu and then like it turn it like I feel like it disappears, and then they're trying to find it, and then it ends up with some gangsters, mm-hmm. and it's like it's this total up with the wrong yeah. It, it becomes this total send up of like an action movie, but it looks really funny, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, I think if they if they do it right, you know, it's it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, but if they do it wrong, it's, yeah, <laughs> I have a, I have a lot of faith in them to do it right. Sure. It's just, but like the trailer looks really amazing, right? It's probably one of the only things I'm really excited for. You know, I mean, and this is the thing, like, I mean, I don't want to be too critical of something like Suicide Squad. To me, even though, like, if I look at the trailer objectively, it looks exactly like Batman Assault on Arkham, the DCU animated movie, Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's a bat, it's a Suicide Squad movie in disguise, but really Batman's in there, so you're still good, you know? And uh, I, you know... I'm going to have to know more about this version of like Joker and Harley Quinn and everything. Right. I'm I'm starting to become a little bit more acceptable of Suicide Squad. I guess the more that I see the trailers. I there's uh, a part of me that feels that it's going to do better much much better than um Batman. BVS. Yeah, exactly. Or about the Joker, like about his so-called life. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. One one of the kind of the guilty pleasures and one of the things that I've been more excited about that we didn't, we probably lightly touched on was the uh, new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. I feel like this is the, this, this is more of what it's going to make a see. lot of money because I feel like this, they might, they might've accidentally stumbled onto the same reason that Deadpool is really successful because they're giving you a movie that has everything you wanted to see if you are a fan of the Ninja Turtles growing right. up. 26 years to yeah. see Krang, finally. Yeah, you're getting a movie that has Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady, the mm-hmm. Turtle Van, and Krang. Yeah. That's it. That's all I ever That's wanted a Ninja know. Turtle movie to right. be. There's people I have talked to about the set, like the con we were just at, or just who think this movie is a reboot. They don't even think it's a sequel to the last one it came out, you know. I, it, I couldn't even get through the first one. Yeah, no. It, you look at it and it literally, it looks like a completely. It's like, oh, I'm so glad they're rebooting it, and it's you know, because it's like, yeah, there's not a white guy named Eric Sachs is the bad guy, and really, the second I realized Eric Sachs was in a, was an Americanization of Oroku Saki, I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I love William Fickner to death, but that was just overthinking it to a terrible, terrible degree. And you know, it, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> it it's just just make it turtles in time, and everyone will be happy. 
I mean, it, it is just at a point where, I, like I said, that's my se- it is my wish besides the ultra-violent original Eastman yeah. layered mm-hmm. Turtles. I said is just to make it the living tel- cartoon. Well, if yeah. you can do that, well, then I, it might not be good, but at least I'll have fun. I've watched the new Nickelodeon cartoon where Krang isn't one guy, but he's like a, basically he's a an alien race that lives inside of these, like like the men in black suits. Where people are like oh, suits for right. aliens. Yeah. So I don't know if Krang is like that in this movie. I mean, I like that there's a robot in there that looks just like the animated Krang, and there's clearly a Krang alien in its stomach. Right. So and that it better talk like Krang. Yeah. Shredder. I, I don't do the voice. you finish my body, Shredder. I just let Victor film yeah. it because it's so much better. I think with the, with the van. And what they're doing, you know, with with Rocksteady and the rest of the the gang, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that they're going to be more. And they look exactly like the cartoon and did, Bebop and they Rocksteady, did it, yeah, beat by beat. Yeah, that's all I really care about. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to watch this, even though it's clearly going to be stupid, right? Because it's just fun, right? Yeah, and it, maybe we'll get Baxter Stockman and Leatherhead. And Baxter the Stockman is in this, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah I thought it was because I was like. I was like, that was a pretty easy one to throw yeah. in. But uh, some of the uh, very peripheral characters from the later It's really scenes. funny because this is one of the biggest qualms I've, I've had with all the Superman movies. Like, Superman has such a rich gallery of, like, really cool villains. And yet every Superman movie is either Superman lifting things <laughs> or Lex Luthor or Zod. True. You know, and the turtles are like they have. I mean, that toy line and the comic and the comics and like the cartoon have been on for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of characters, and it's always turtles versus Shredder, turtles versus the Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. When is the link up with uh, Usagi Yojimbo? Exactly. That's what now, see that would I mean really play to like not only fan service, but I mean I can see people like well, it's girls just, it's like just losing one of those their things mind. As technology Emmy. gets better, there's no excuse to try to like make oh we have to make this as real as because you know we have limitations. I'm like last summer's biggest movie besides Jurassic World was about a talking raccoon and his buddy who's a tree who only says one word. There's no reason why you can't do cartoons as movies anymore and be totally accurate. Deadpool, you know, Deadpool is like a stupid assassin who's wearing a mask, yet his eyes bug out like a living cartoon character. That seems totally doable in a movie. Well, it's because of the character. Yeah. Because really the plot doesn't matter in the movie. That's why there's really no spoilers. Yeah, no, because Deadpool is a car. It, it's like when I was a kid. A when I was a kid, there used to be a cartoon called Freakazoid. Yep, that's yeah. like Deadpool with without guns. You know, look it up, people. I'm just. Yeah, I know Freakazoid, yeah, man. You know, we know Freakazoid. Yeah, yeah. There's I'm just a, waiting for a Mr. Monster movie. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Bucky O'Hare to come back. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. I'm just waiting for a lot of things to come back, but eventually they will because. Uh, mining nostalgia is is Hollywood and every other industry's top priority. Yeah, I mean it is, but I mean I I will say that I 100% agree that when I saw the Ninja Turtles, which was just an ad before the YouTube video, wherever I was watching, I was like I didn't even know about it. I hadn't heard anything because yeah. I'm not a social media generally kind of person. And the second I started seeing things like Rock State Beyond, like the little quick cuts, little jump cuts, and yeah. then all that, and then. 
but seeing that final scene on the roof with Krang, I was like, oh my god, like, please, yes, thank yeah. you, like, finally. And I, hope, and I hope they're just not throwaway scenes or something. Oh, yeah, I hope I, it's, like, you know, integral to the I will say, I will say, story. as much as I hate the Michael Bay Transformers movies, and they are fucking terrible, 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 he does go to the extra length, at least, of getting people who voice the characters in the cartoons, like, in Transformers especially. Right. To do the voices. Mm-hmm. I know that Uncle Phil is dead, so we'll never get a Shredder voice thing going on. You don't really need to. But for the love of God, if they can do Krang and make it sound like the cartoon Krang, that's all I need. You know? Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's just fan service, is, when it's done right, is, is some of the funnest, yeah. best things in the world. But maybe the other half of the list next time. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. Oh yeah, no. I think most of this stuff is is mostly crap. Yeah. Or right. it's just it's stuff you that's can coming do out it later quick. in just the year. Just name it out. We can go yay. Okay. Or uh, well, December sixteenth is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. You got Doctor Strange on November fourth, which I'm really looking forward. Oh, to. that's way down the line. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. A lot of this stuff is either way yeah. down the line or just crap. Assassin's Creed. Which oh, I, I just don't really have no interest in other. No. You know, it's like the Prince of Persia. You know, basically yeah. redone. Uh, Gods of Egypt just looks terrible again. That been... hasn't come out yet. For some reason, I had the February twenty sixth. Oh, for some reason, I thought that movie had already come to... yeah. come out and bombed because yeah, it's I gonna thought... bomb. I yeah. thought that was the Jupiter ascending slash. Yeah. Uh, what was the other seventh son of this year? Yeah, it definitely is. It's, so yeah. it's going to be. It's just uh, uh, Warcraft. Same thing as Gods of Egypt. It just looks terrible. Yeah, Warcraft at least has a fan base. They just made it uh, ten years too late. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, and the CG just looks horrendous. Really bad. Yeah. The Secret Life of Pets, which is the animated. Which I uh, thought we we saw the trailer for that before Kung Fu Panda Three. Yeah. And I saw the trailer for that a year ago. Oh yeah, that's been delayed a long, long fucking time. What's the other one too? Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah, yeah, that comes out like next month. Yeah, uh, Trolls. Have you heard of this one in November? No. So it's with the um, the troll dolls. Oh, I did see the trailer for it. It looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was hoping this was a <laughs> that's Charles my review. I did see that. It looks terrible. Go ahead. <laughs> but I just I had to put it on the list. No, I, I oh, there's there. Angry Birds. Oh god! Yeah. I saw the trailer for yeah. that, and I was like, and it was long too, yeah. like three and a half minutes, and I'm like, I never yeah. need to see the movie. It's like a Shrek kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it looks really yeah, bad. It's bad. Also, too late. Yeah. Way too late. Yeah. You have the kind of the the reboot of Jungle Book. Uh, I saw the trailer for that. I don't really yeah. care yeah. for it. I, I was just watching, Disney and I was like. What it is. Uh, Scar Joe is the voice of the snake. Okay, that's all right. I, you know, the animated one I wasn't too big on. Maybe when I was like little, 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 yeah. tiny, tiny. So I mean, this one's ma- basically just a family movie. I yeah. think you know it'll do just okay, I suppose. Uh, the next Divergent series, Allegiant. Ugh, no, oh, Jesus Christ, stop no. now. Well, it's not for us. It's not. It's not for me. I'm sure it's it'll be a scenario movies, where we'll get to watch done. it early and just suffer through it and be like, no, it's just. I said I enjoyed the first films for what they were. It's just mm-hmm. the point is, is like, it's like the Hunger Games. I'm like, just stop now. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to keep seeing it. It's just yeah. done. Yeah, uh, I'm done with them. Uh, Finding Dory. Which again is no, you know a whole decade care. after the too fact, late. and it's, it's it is too late. The Brothers Grimsby, which we saw a trailer for before Deadpool, which is the next uh, Sasha Cohen Baron film. 
which is just a bunch of uh, penis jokes and fart and shit jokes mm. uh, from beginning to end. So they they married that perfectly. What with about that before. Daniel Radcliffe movie where he's the farting corpse? Did anybody buy oh, that? Oh yeah, no, I have. Oh, Swiss Army Man, no. Okay, just uh, curious. Legend of Tarzan again, just like the Jungle Book. It's like, well, some you know, people are. Did they get cast for Van Diem back? No, for it's that? No. Uh, the guy from True Blood. Yeah, it's Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Yeah. Uh, there's another Jason Bourne movie where Matt Damon comes back to resurrect his character <sighs> again. It's exactly the same plot as all the other Jason Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time with some sort of twist, or he's in a different city, or yeah. who gives a shit. And then, uh, supposedly, Gambit's supposed to be coming out this year too. I don't Marvel see that Gambit. happening, uh, but that's been it. delayed like so much now. And I don't you even know, know they're going to completely retool that after Deadpool. Yes. You think so? They're yeah. just they're going to. He is the other darkenizer. Mouth Merc with a mouth. Yeah, yeah. That that was it. That's all we missed. Well, as far as anything that really kind of stood out on the list that I put together, and you got through that through the whole year, right? Through everything through December, it sounded like. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. So, because we're already. You know, almost through the first quarter here, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Victor, start wrapping it up. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, we do end up seeing a ridiculous amount of movies, but at the same time, it does seem like, for the most part, TV is starting to pick up the quality level that movies have totally dumped. I mean, in the same month that, uh, Batman vs. Superman and Captain America Civil War come v out. Superman. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil Season 2 comes out like the same weekend as Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big gauntlet there by Marvel TV to like go up against a blockbuster. Oh, sure. So really, I, I feel like at the end of the year, it's going to be kind of like this one. We're going to end up talking more about the good TV versus movies because there's more TV I'm excited well, you, about. Yeah, I'm excited have, about Daredevil. Right. I'm excited about. Well, because this last year you had a lot of debuts, like new yeah. shows, like Daredevil, like Better Call Saul, and then you had uh, Mr. Robot. And now th- this year you're going to start seeing the second seasons yeah. of all those really good shows. Oh, yeah, especially since pretty much from what I understand from the trailer they just put out today, season two of Daredevil is basically going to be Daredevil versus Punisher. Right. Which is, you, you know, <laughs> we predicted it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for the most part, there's Better Call Saul season two. HBO ha- is debuting the their new Westworld show at some point this year, which has like Anthony Hopkins God, and I, I Ed really Harris. I really that to be good. I really hope it doesn't Well, fall. apparently they've stopped production on it a bunch of times just to give the writers more time to like r- work on it. Well, the thing that I'm worried about is when they redid The Prisoner. And just how terrible. Well, it was, was a Fox show, wasn't it? That was like a network show. I don't remember. I, I yeah, saw I'm pretty it after sure it was a network show. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Remember. I mean, I, I feel like HBO is trying to up its game since they've like turned down so many things that have become big hits for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, they turned down like Mad Men and Breaking Bad and sure. House of Cards. Sure. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. And House of Cards season. Uh, Season, uh, I think it's nine hundred. No, oh. it's uh no season three. It comes out in a few weeks too. So oh, they're only on three. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Wait. I think it's no. Three. It's season four. No. It's season four. Yes. Yeah. Season four. So I'm excited about that. Cool. So yeah, for the most part, I'm pretty sure that's what we're all looking forward to. And in the meantime, 
we got a lot of good catalog releases coming out and that's mainly what I end up watching half the time anyway so I, I feel like Hollywood needs to really start doing some new original stuff and hopefully some of that will trickle in and stuff that we're not it's not on our radar but we'll see you know in the meantime you know we'll just keep talking about it because that's what we do you know and what do we got coming up victor uh we got uh goonies coming out our, our you know our cult classic presentation of goonies uh is on march 19th we're about we've sold like 75 tickets now so seriously uh you know we're on that wave right now and then mortal kombat we're going to be showing that on march 26th I am 100% sure that will also sell out. And tickets for that will be on sale soon. Did Killer Clown sell out? Yeah, Killer Clown sold out already. Yeah. We're just telling you what you're missing if you don't get your tickets soon. Yeah. You know. And if you didn't come to Labyrinth and experience the complete insanity, get there early. (laughs) Oh, the success of Hackers earlier this year for the first jump cut. Oh, yeah. You know, and then we're going to have, like, more fun film experiments coming down the works that we'll talk about soon. So... Till then, I'm Victor Marino along with Adam Meow. and Kirby. Happy birthday, Matt Graney. I love you. And rest in peace, Vanity. Prince will never be the same. Till then, uh, stay thirsty, folks. <laughs>